Hi there, guys. Welcome to the All Sport Unlock Show. Uh, back after a couple of weeks. Um, been, uh, been a busy time um, for, for Ben and I. Uh, we've uh, had to uh, stay been away from our computers um, a little bit, so we are back on now, and as well as the, the app we use, um, having some problems as well as our connection onto the Spotify. But anyway, we're back now. Um, so, as always, Ben is with me. How are you, mate? I'm going lovely, mate. Good to be back. Uh, missed, missed the podcast. So, um, yeah, nice to be back and um, looking forward after a big weekend of footy. Was it ever. Uh, some absolutely amazing results uh, were had. Um, a fair few upsets, fair few smashings. Um, yep. Pretty much, pretty much the, uh, it was a 40-point victory for a side or, or a one-point victory for a side, and there was a lot in between. Um, yeah. Both of our sides coming off winners, slightly uh, in, 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 in different fashions. It must be said, yes. um, considering the uh, interesting display in the Melbourne second half. Um, obviously, it was after it was after quarter time, pretty much. It wasn't oh. wasn't good, no matter how you slice it. The first half, well, it's, but it's one of those things with Melbourne. Is the re, is the first half the real Melbourne, or is the second half the real Melbourne? That no one knows. <laughs> or, is it, or is it somewhere in the middle? Uh, it has well. On the in the first quarter, watching it, I was just I was like, "Gee, Carlton are just terrible." Mm-hmm. Um, but then once um their ruckman Pitonek sort of got into the game a bit and Gorn didn't dominate as much. I think they started winning more clearances around the ground, and these just were terrible. Mm-hmm. It was um yes, but um we'll do we start with the Thursday night um bit of an under underwhelming. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to the to the demons. Um, as you say, oh look, it's a one of those things, because I've always been in the defense of a low-scoring game. This one wasn't great, considering it was two of the best sides in the competition. Um, but the nature of the game, when Collingwood jump out to such a great start, um, and they, they, they were just holding on for dear life, weren't they, for the next yeah. uh, the next three quarters. Richmond had them right at the pump. I think other, other nights, you'll see Richmond win by a bit. Um, in in situations like that, like you look at the stats, they were pre- after quarter time, they were very very dominant. Um, they had yep. 12, twelve more inside fifties for the match, um, and of the, apart from that, everything else was pretty pretty comparable. Um, the biggest thing that jumped out for me was just when the first quarter, especially Collingwood's ability to get out in space. Yeah, um, and Richmond just had no answer. I don't know whether that's Richmond being a bit big in their forward line. Um, because Collingwood were able to get out, and the the, the, pre, the normal Richmond forward pressure wasn't quite there um, for me. Um, yep. Their tackle count was still um, pretty solid, um, but you know, just just didn't have quite the same uh, same impact. No other team could take a mark inside for four fifty either, which was the biggest thing really. And Richmond never led, so I'd say a tie is uh, was about was about fair. Well, I only watched the first half because I'd work early the next morning. But after watching um, Colin in the first quarter, I thought I was I was legitimately thinking they're going to win the flag this year. Um, I think a lot of Collingwood fans would have been thinking along the same lines. Um, I'm not. I'm, I love my footy, but I'm not the total sports enough that you are. But just by watching them, they were abs- and Tigers coming off two flags in the last three years. Um, I think. Richmond, Collingwood were just all over them. I did also was like, oh, they could just be coming out slow after this long break. It could mm. that could be doing something to do with it. But um, yeah, they were, they were pretty good, Collingwood. 
They were, but and but they were put under the pump in those last uh, three quarters. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Um, next couple of weeks for the Pies, obviously St Kilda this week. Sorry, yeah. St Kilda this week, which will be an interesting one. Should It'll win. Be they, 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 be... should, they should win. And then the Giants uh, up there, who have obviously uh, taken a bit of a hit um, this week. Um, Friday yeah. night game, we had... Um, I think Geelong were obviously favourites, but not by, not by uh, 10 goals. Well, I, 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 I saw the Hawks at... Um... I think they were about two fifty, and I, I thought chucked the cheeky channel on. I thought they were a bit of a chance down there. But, I, um, I I tipped them. I pretty when you look through their form, obviously going dating back to last year, their last six games they had smashed GWS and West Coast on the road. Um, obviously GWS ended up playing uh, in the in the grand final, and then they they really handled Brisbane in round one. Yeah, um, and exactly. Geelong Geelong have always been pretty good starters. Um, throughout the last couple of years. Um, they looked like they were a bit slow round one against the Giants, and then, but now they've come out after the break. O- older side, which probably gives them a bit of an advantage, obviously, without being able to do proper training runs and um, no second games, uh, and obviously such a long break. Uh, so being a little bit underprepared. But uh, an older side, if they've played with each other for a long time, so maybe drawing a new team, even if it, not for the whole year, for the next couple of weeks. They're getting the advantage by the by the break in play. Yeah, um, it's, I think it is hard to tell after a lot of the results or a, a few of the results. You sort of look and be like, "Wow, this this breaks had a really big impact on some teams." Mm-hmm. And it was the the old heads as well for the Cats. Selwood twenty eight touches, Dangerfield twenty four touches, Garrick twenty one, and a couple goals. Um, yeah, heard those names do do some things for Geelong over the years. Yes, yes. And but they, yeah, Collingwood, sorry, Hawthorne were just absolutely smashed. Uh, when you look through the, all the important key in, in indicators, um, smashed in disposal, smashed in inside fifty, um, and the tackle even were close in the tackles. Which when you lose by ten goals, you never have the footies, never a good sign. Yes, um, yes. And didn't kick a goal in the last quarter. And yeah, Jong getting out in space once again. To be uh, fair, they moved the ball, uh, they moved the ball really crisply. Hawks were. Even with with a little bit to go in the um, with just a little bit to go in the um, second quarter. Yeah, it was it was oh, the yeah. second half. They got John just ran them out. And then I just I, I checked the scores after about three three quarter time, and they'd kicked um, six goals to one. It was mm-hmm. just um, and then Hawthorne didn't even score in the last quarter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was um good science if you're a Cats fan. Next up, uh, so into the four-game Saturday card, we had the Lions and the Dockers um, starting off. Obviously, uh, Brisbane disappointing round one. Freo, Freo now two slender losses. First off to the Lions, and now to the sorry, first off to the Bombers, now the Lions. Um, Lockie Neal absolutely towed up his old side. Twenty-nine touches and two goals, but ninety-six uh, percent yep. disposal efficiency as well. Yeah, um, to continue his hot start to this. Uh, season, but the, the thing that stood out for me throughout this whole game was for Fremantle, uh, Fife and Walters need some serious help. I, I uh, heard I, I heard the same things. They kicked five goals and had fifty-two disposals between the two of them. Um, and you look through the rest of the team, there's not a whole lot um, of others that are really offering too much. You know, you look, the the likes of of James Asher, twenty-six disposals, but I'm not sure if he's doing a lot with it. Uh, through the midfield, like Brayshaw, nineteen. Tomka seventeen, Brett Bewley sixteen, 
and drops down to David Mundy, 13, um, Bailey Banfield, 9, uh, and guys like that really need a lift. Travis Collier, another one. Um, it'll be handy when you can get Blake Akers back in. Um, yep. He's going to be someone who will provide a bit of run, a bit of size inside, um, and, and guys like that will be able to help. Uh, I think Sean Darcy um, out for a couple of weeks. Um, but they're, they're a young side, but they're, they're showing some some good signs, I think. Um, that they're, they're not they're not too bad. They will be. Don't think they're going to c- compete for finals or anything like that. But bit of, they'll be, you know, the twelfth or fourteenth. Yep, that's sort of range. I think they'll they'll beat they'll beat a couple of good sides. Is how I'd uh, that was where I place them. Yeah, and we're going to get the uh, the WA hub, which looks likely after the next couple of weeks. Um, it'll be good to see how they go there. Um, and for, as on the Brisbane side, probably would have liked to be a little bit more convincing. Um, but overall, you know, they, they just took took care of business is how you'd uh, work in life victory uh, for the Lions. Great to see Grant Birchall um, back out um, on, on the field as well after a long time out with injury. Um, champion player, seeing all those Hawthorne Premiership sides. and uh, But they do also have my new, my new favourite for the Coleman. Charlie Cameron. How, how many kick on the weekend? Kick four. So he's le- he's leading it with six. the The top ten for the Coleman is absolutely hilarious at the moment. Have you have you seen it? I haven't actually. I haven't done a radio to me. Well, so so the top. So you got Charlie Cameron with six. Harry Perryman has six also. Have you, do you know who that is? Heard, I've heard of the name. Yeah, he plays for the Giants. Uh, Jake Stringer, Isaac Heaney, and Jack Billings all have five. Jeez, yep. Then you go, all these guys have four. Tom Papley, Jack Martin, Toby Green, Todd Marshall, Luke Bruce, Shy Bolton, Jeremy Cameron, Max King, Sean Burgoyne, Mitch Duncan, Eric Hipwood, Stephen Motlop, and Brian Myers. Wow. It's a, not, not, who you, not, not who you're accustomed to seeing on the top of the, uh, the goal kickers, are you? Yeah, it only has been two games. Um, but, you know, you, where are your Tom Lynch's, um, your Jack Rewalds, uh, all those guys haven't uh, gotten off to a flyer. Yeah, it's, um, it's looking like looking like, the, looking like the year of the small forward. Uh, Charlie Cameron, currently $9 uh, on Sportsbet. Um, I, I'm, I've, sure, I'm sure you've had a little double of that. I, I, he just looks absolutely, absolutely primed to make a big impact. Um, how old is he now? 26. A um, couple of years, this second or third year up on in the Sunshine State, um, I think he, he looks the goods. Uh, and the, obviously, you'd think Lynch and Cameron are going to start to uh, to cook a little bit, but um, we'll see how we go there. Um, next game was the, the Carlton and Melbourne game, of a tale of, uh, of two halves for both sides. Uh, I saw a funny post on the Facebook. There's a, there's a very Melbourne win and a very Carlton loss. Yeah, it was a very Mel. I think a very Melbourne. That's a great way of describing it. Actually, I think um, my the best points to, out of a Melbourne's point of view was um, Petrarca in that first quarter was outstanding. But what happened um, after that? He he actually he was outstanding the first quarter, and he was good for the rest of the game. But he just sort of didn't get um didn't get the help that he wanted and he needed. I think. Gorn obviously was there working all day. Clayton did a few good things, but um, it was really in the end. Carlton completely blew it. Um, Cripps had two set shots in dead center in front of goals that 
he should be kicking and I think every Carlton fan would expect him to kick. McGovern missed one. Um, it was really, in the end, Carlton's loss because they couldn't just they just couldn't get their nose quite in front. They, um, in the end, I think Fritz missed three. I think he kicked one goal four, and he should have kicked probably all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, I would say. Even from a non-biased point of view, it was probably Carlton's. Carlton choked him more than, but Melbourne obviously shouldn't have let it get to that stage. But letting them get that close, and then Carlton just couldn't quite finish it off. Like Cripps, the captain, everyone, everyone loves him. No one really hates Cripps. I think that's going to hold him back uh, in his career. I think at this stage, he um he, he's he's goal kicking because he got with, at that size. Like he needs to be able to. Be a reliable option to go forward and, and take it, especially in a, in a struggling side. And that they need yeah. someone to go, especially without Charlie Kerner in the side as well. They definitely yeah. need someone to go and kick those goals, but he's not, I don't think he's the man to do it. So he's dom- will... dominant around the clearance, but you know, that for him to take the next step and be uh, thought of as one of the better players in the competition, like you, because Dustin Martin's not missing many of those, is he? No, for sure. Dustin Martin, and things, when Cripps went forward, he. He took two real strong marks. It was, no one could really do anything about it. He was just too strong, yeah. too big. And he really, someone like Dustin Martin would have gone back and just slotted him, no doubt. But I think when you, for me, when you look through the Melbourne side, like Oliver was good, Petrarch was good, Gorn was fantastic. Yep. Um, but the rest of the team really offered, didn't offer much. The, um, the only thing I, think I had to that was Trent Rivers. Yeah, he looked very good. He looked very good for a yeah. um, debutante. I Obviously, thought he was very, very good. good. Good to see Bamel out there. I think he he's going to take a few weeks though. I think uh, I think everyone was just more hoping he got through the game unscathed. I think well, fifty percent game time. One of those things you can't. Every time he goes near, you just kind of feel a bit nervous. You know that calf's yeah. going to go at any time. And I'm um, sure he he feels the same way. Uh, yeah. Saturday night, two absolute smashings. Um, first, the, the power um, absolutely handled the future wooden spoon Adelaide Crows. I'm calling it now. Um, wooden, wooden spoon, you reckon the crows? Oh yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> they are terrible. They are the or the entire list, it, the profile just doesn't quite add up. I think there's a lot of disharmony throughout the group. Um, you look at they. <laughs> one of my favourite stats to look at when when a team and to see whether a team is actually having a crack. Um, so they had 104 less disposals. Yep, and they had sixteen less tackles. Yeah, um, when you get smashed by seventy five points and you have sixteen less tackles, that's no, never really a good sign. Well, it's just embarrassing. Like it's it, that shows to me just a complete lack of effort. They got yeah. smacked in every single statistic, apart from rebound fifties, which you would hope you win yeah. in that. Um, but yeah, the, we look through the from from head to toe, like they're they're not good. They need. Their, mid- their midfield's okay, obviously, but the Crouch brothers don't really make an impact on the game. Um, Sloan has his moments, but uh, really, from out of the young players, the only one I'm really putting much stock into at the moment is uh, young Riley O'Brien. Uh, but apart from that, I, I don't mind Darcy Fogarty. Um, he's got to do a little bit more. Obviously, not getting great service at the moment, but they're, they're a long way away, I'd say, the Crows. Yep. It's going to be a, a long couple of years for them. Um, and then the the really for me the shock of the round was the the Suns. 
against yeah, the, no. against the Eagles. The coming of Matt Real. Well, that's it. He t- two goals, twenty six disposals, seven tackles, uh, massive one hundred seventy one supercoach points, which was uh, re- rewarded owners there. Even though everyone with half a brain would uh, have him in the team. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, didn't he look dynamic? Um, yeah, I've heard some very good things about him, and even like watching just little bits of it, he just looks like a man. Like he just looks yeah. like he. Um, I mean, I checked. Um, I checked um, last year. I was watching one of the under unders games, one of the big Metro games, and um, he just looked so much better than anyone else out there. Yeah, well, um, I mean, in the, in the in the grand final, he had forty three disposals, kicked three goals and was completely dominant yeah he's um a player to watch that's for sure and i was thinking i was thinking if gold coast can keep those good players anderson king um if they can keep those players and try and build a team around they they could be decent in a year or two well even you look even further i obviously um guys like uh, braden fiorini will power took miller Lockie weller Sexton, um, Ben Ainsworth, Connor Buderick, Sexton as well, Lacocious as well, played up one of his better games. Like if you can keep, that's a pretty good start. That's guys between you know eighteen, twenty three, that all fit into that sort of bracket. Um, and like if they can start playing some games, they'll 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 win a few games this year. Um, not not putting any final aspirations on them just yet, but um, you know. Uh, the thing that was concerning to me about the Eagles, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a pass uh, for this one, just because it's been a been a rough week, rough couple of weeks. Obviously, going over the Queensland hub, um, first game in, so I'm I'm gonna give them a pass this week. But I'd want to see a recovery next week. The concerning thing for me was that the big guns all fired. Gaff twenty nine disposals, Shuey twenty five disposals, Kelly twenty four disposals, Yo twenty one. Um, which just shows I'm a little bit concerned about the depth um, that depth. they currently have. Um, they had was that ten guys have less than ten disposals, um, including Nat Nui, McGovern, Darling, um, Barras, um, and Josh Kennedy with just the five. Um, so that's some of their you know better players that they rely on uh, across the ground. So they just need to make more impact. But you're never good when almost half your team has little to no impact um, on, on the stat sheet. Um, so, yeah, Eagles will have to rebound strongly this week. Um, obviously, they got the Lions again on Saturday night. So the Lions will be keen. Obviously, they've, they've, uh, they had a win, but it wasn't able to convincing, and the Eagles will be looking to bounce back um, very strongly. Then uh, on to the Sunday game. So first of all, uh, North Melbourne pulled out a, uh, a fantastic performance to knock over the Giants. It looked for all money that the Giants were going to uh, going to win that game uh, late in the late in the last quarter. Got with got back to within two points. Um, it looked it looked like they were coming over the top. Kicked a couple. Harry Himmelberg uh, really stood up in that last term, but then all of a sudden North just slammed on three goals and uh, put the game out of reach. A massive sixty goal final term for the Kangas. That's big in a sixteen-minute quarter too. Yeah, that's pretty. Um, so they just absolutely slammed them on. Um, Sean Higgins was massive. Josh Simpkin looking like it's going to be his breakout year. Yeah, uh, was very good round one. Uh, Twenty-five disposals again yesterday. Uh, Jared Pollock was pretty dominant as well. Um, late later in the day, 
Um, and then Goldstein, you know, put on an absolute clinic uh, as he does. Um, so pretty good uh, performance there for the Kangas. Uh, I think similar to the to the Eagles, I'm going to I'm going to give Giants a pass on this one. Uh, they were very good round one against the Cats. Uh, we saw them what they did in the, in the final series last year. Um, I'm not not over concerned about them. One again, a similar sort of complete as a contrast to the Eagles. Um, their guns, Kelly, Green, um, Cameron, um, amongst others, didn't really fire. Hopper, just the 13 disposals. Williams, just the 15. Um, even Whitfield, just the 19. Um, so there's still a, a lot of that. That just wasn't, that was, I think that was just an off day. Uh, we know what all those guys are capable of. Um, and I think the Giants will be back. Uh, who are they playing this week? But you've got the Dogs uh, on Friday night, who we'll get to uh, in just a moment. Sydney Essendon um, seems to be always a close one when these two teams meet, doesn't it? Yeah, it always yeah. is. It's, um, it's been like that for the last few years. Yeah, and uh, so Sunday was no exception. Um, great goal by Darcy Parrish. Um, he's had his battles with his, with his kicking in his short AFL career, but to put one through. And a massive, he had four disposals at three-quarter time, uh, ended the game with 17, and obviously uh, had the final say um, with that. That's uh, pretty good comeback. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, Sydney, I, I, I don't really have much to say about Sydney. Um, obviously, in a, in, a, in a bit of a transition still. Um, got there some sort of recycled players like Lewis Taylor, Sammy Gray, Caden Brand, who all had reasonable games. Um, but I think that they won't be uh, featuring anywhere near. Um, I was about to say September, but we're not going to be playing finals in September this year, are we? No, we <laughs> will not be. In, in, in October. Um, and then Essendon, Andy McGrath, absolutely fantastic. Um, once again, another one who looked like he's going to have his breakout year. Um, Zach Merritt, Kyle, Kyle Langford was very good as well. Um, and as previously mentioned, Parrish um, was big in that last quarter. Um not sold on the Bombers just yet. They are 2-0. and um, We'll find out where they're at. I think this, this game against Melbourne is a massive, is a massive game. Um, I think on, on it, will, it will really it will show where both teams are, I think. Well, they're both two, hearts that are, two teams have been reasonably hard to get a read on. Obviously, Essendon having won both games. But they, they, I thought they were pretty ordinary in both. Um, so if Melbourne can knock them off, um, and then Melbourne have got – sorry, the Bombers have got Carlton again. Uh, the week after, so Carl, Essendon with a big chance to be three and really, or four and zero. Yeah. Uh, if they can, uh, if they can string it together. But if they if they get to two and two, especially in a season like this where it's just everyone playing each other once, it's even more important than ever to beat the teams that are kind of around your mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is which is why which is a good segue uh, to the last game of the week, which was uh, the Saints putting the together Saints. a fantastic performance. I probably wouldn't go quite that far, um, but they looking. It was one of the one of the more impressive wins I've seen um, out of the Saints for a while. Uh, really, well, the dogs had the dogs dominated the first quarter, um, but just could, could not put it on the scoreboard, which is what the Saints normally do. Um, yep. Saints have been renowned the last few years for um, getting putting good stretches of footy together, not being able to convert than the other team, and it's watching the other team go up the other end. Uh, and doing what they like. 14-4, uh, that's unheard of. 14-4, yeah. Um, don't think we missed a set shot. Loney, Loney missed one from about 52 metres. Apart from that, no other set shots were missed. Uh, it's good to see Billings put a couple through. Obviously, he's had well-documented battles. 
um, with his set shots. Uh, Max King got his hands on the footy a little bit in time, as we were talking about this um, just before the podcast started. It was promising. Obviously, he didn't didn't come down with a heap of them, um, but overall, um, he, he was a pretty pretty impressive. Zach Jones, or all, all the recruits, um, played played really well. Dan Bala, Zach Jones, uh, the two standouts. Even Paddy Ryder's ruck work was absolutely uh, absolutely dynamic, um, which was a big factor. I think we had I think they had twenty uh, hitouts to advantage, um, which gave That's the uh, gave uh, the the, uh, the midfielders first use. Uh, right at Gresham, I think we're going to be hearing that a bit this year. Um, Gresham played a good comeback game after being a little disappointing. Oh, obviously got injured round one, um, but wasn't wasn't great in that first half anyway. Jack Steele once again did the job on Bonapelli. That's the second time in a row. Um, he's got his number, and then went went for and took a big mark as well. Um, overall, very good performance. Um, dogs have some serious questions. Um, as previously mentioned, I think a, a big problem for the Dogs, obviously they've got a midfield full of superstars with Bonapelli, um, McRae, Dunkley, um, Bailey Smith, Patrick Lipinski. Um, but the, the, the biggest problem that they have is the rough situation. Tim English, yep. has, he's promised a lot, but and he looks like he's a very good footballer, but I'm not sure if his best football is going to come as a ruckman. Um, because he was absolutely monstered yesterday uh, by Ryder and then obviously Marshall. And they had a pretty much a 50-50 split. Um, and he, he, uh, just, he couldn't handle it. And after being 49-12 was the final hit-out um, stats. And eventually that they moved him into the forward line in the last quarter just and put uh, through Bruce in the ruck just to try and get a bit more going. Um, he, he, having said that, he took a, took a couple uh, couple marks, but... Yeah, I'm not so, and, and it's just going to be a problem because you've got to give the the midfielders first use um, when you've got such good such good players in there. Um, and it showed when the uh, when push came to shove. Um, and then up forward, they they just looked, they looked a bit disorganised up forward. Obviously, Bruce coming in there um, should have should be helping Norton out. Norton has been very quiet. Um, he got a lot of the small. They overall like it's a pretty good forward line with guys like Bailey Dale. Um, Sam Lloyd, Billy Gowers, um, got some good flexibility through there. Lipinski goes down there. Lin Jong played very well this comeback game. But there's something going wrong um, at the kennel. Um, I can't quite put my finger on it because they obviously they were, I don't, for, my, for myself personally, they finished the season last year uh, winning eight of their last 11. So I thought they were going to throw Keith and Bruce in the mix. thought they were a you know, top four um, sort of, sort of uh, side, but at this stage, it might be very tough for them to get in, even into the finals mix. Well, I think a lot of a lot of people thought that um, they were going to make finals and even a flag flag fancy, but um, yeah, haven't really given up to that hype, have they? Not at all. Giants this week uh, on Friday, which is just proving going to be a massive game for both sides. Um, Giants start favourites there. So zero and three is a bad hole. They got Sydney out of the week after that, so they should beat them. Um, but if they get four to zero and three in a seventeen game season, it's uh it's pretty pretty uh challenging to get back, I'd say. So who yeah. are the two, who are the teams we've got facing that? So we've got Fremantle, Carlton, and Adelaide. Um, so Fremantle have Port Adelaide. That'll be tough. Carlton face Geelong. That'll be extremely tough. Adelaide facing Gold Coast, which looks like it could be tough as well. So all four of those teams will uh, be in, 
probably staring down the barrel of an 03. Um, you know, those probably give the dogs the best chance of being the Giants. Uh, on the other side of the coin, the power on top and North Melbourne second, look like they're going to um, extend their winning their winning ways with uh, Fremantle and Sydney, respectively. Um, well, will, will, um, will Kangaroos be able to um, keep up this hot start, you reckon? I think they're a pretty good side. So, yeah. Um, definitely made uh, made us Saints fans feel a bit better watching North Melbourne uh, beat the Giants. Um, but when you look, go through the... I've said this to a lot of people the last couple of weeks. Their top six players is very good. Yep. Like you, you, you Cunnington, um, Higgins, Zeebel, Goldstein, um, Ben Brown, and then Robbie Tarrant down back. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a fair bit of experience there. Um, and, good, and then you throw in um, like a guy like Polek, um, Josh Walker down back was a good pickup. Luke McDonald's been doing a good job the first couple of games. And then guys like Simkin, um, Jed Anderson is starting to lift a little bit. Um, Curtis Taylor's been very impressive. So they, I heard, um, pre- is it Trent Dumont was um, pretty yeah, good Dumont. for the North? Yeah, Dumont. He, he, um, so I think for the North last year, Dumont was the only player under 27 to be in the top 10 of their best and fairest. So really, when you look at their list profile, they're more likely... They, I think a lot of the footy world thinks they're more of a rebuilding side, but in reality, they're, they're, they're a team that's been built to compete this year. Yeah. Um, and a guy like Cameron Zerhar as well, who was very good on the weekend. He uh, Don't want to run into him, I think. He will uh, join well, the deck, I, thought, and I think he'll love doing it. I chucked on the last five minutes of the game, mm. and um, the first thing I saw was him just running straight through, through somebody. Um, he's yeah. a big boy. So I think they, I, I think I, th- I think North are the real deal, put it that way. Um, um another not, not tip- thing, Yep. Um, just in terms of, do you think um, Burgoyne should have been left off, left off, let off for that um that sling tackle? Um. Yeah. I d- didn't think there was enough there to suspend. Um. Yeah, I, I just didn't think didn't think the force was. Sufficient to warrant uh, any any games taken off him. Oh, same. I thought um, I thought there's been a lot of re- overreaction. I thought it was a pretty good tackle. It was a bit harsh, but I think I don't want, I don't think anyone wants to see the AFL getting too soft on those sort of things. The thing that annoys me about the uh, the whole dangerous tackle thing, it's such a fine line. Yeah. Because like, and a lot of it depends on if the person gets injured as well, which annoys me about it. Because if if someone tackles someone and they get hit the head. And, but it's a safe tackle. Like they're still just in trouble as yeah. if it was a, a dangerous tackle. It's such a fine line because every tackle is dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's a bit, it's just a bit of luck, I guess, if, um, if the person gets hit or he doesn't get hit. Like it's, yeah. There are definitely sling tackles that are really bad um, and people get injured from them and then they do, des- do deserve to get suspended. But I think... When it's unlucky, and especially the ones where they just they pin the arm and they do a good tackle, yeah, like a technically good tackle, and then they just accidentally drive their head, like hit their head on the ground, mm-hmm. it's um you can't blame them for doing a perfect tackle off. Yeah. Um. So we'll cast an eye to uh, to next week. Um. So once again, Thursday night footy is on, which is just a fantastic result for everyone involved. I hope they never take it away from me. Um. Richmond uh, up, up against the Hawks. Um, who who are you going to take in that one? Well, after the after um, 
it's sort of I think I think Richmond will be too good. Um, but I think after round one, I think everyone would have been looking at this game for it was going to be a pretty big game after Hawks knock, knocked yeah. off Brisbane. Um, it's probably changed a little bit now, but I think um, as long as Richmond sort of get back to their old form, I think they'll be way too good for the Hawks. Yeah, I'm not not going to write Hawthorne off as a final side because obviously they were they were all the buzz, but yeah, they were they were really bad last Friday night. Um, so I will also be going Richmond comfortably. Don't think it'll be it won't be a smashing. Um, something you know, three or four goals, um, something like that, and uh, Richmond will do it easily enough. Friday night, uh, Marvel Stadium, uh, we'll have the Dogs against the Giants. Um, two two of the more uh, disappointing sides um, from this weekend. Uh, so yeah. both will be keen to make amends. Who have you got in that one? Uh, I, th- I think I'd have to go with uh, Giants, I think. Um, obviously, I think North are probably a pretty good side. Um, I think I think just Giants will be too good for Bulldogs. I, I, unless Bulldogs can find some something. I don't know where from, but um, I'd have to I'd have to pick Giants for me. Yeah, I think I think the Giants was a one off where I'm I'm more concerned about the Dogs. Yeah. Um, as as a long term um proposition. Uh North Melbourne versus Sydney is the next game on Saturday. I think I think uh North pretty should do that comfortably. Um, uh, well, off off the off their previous form, I think you'd have to uh, stick with them. Sydney were pretty disappointing. Yeah, uh, on um, Sunday, back at home. Um, yeah, I think I think you would have to get pick North. Yeah, they're they're pretty good on the on the fast deck. Um, at, at Marvel, um, haven't, haven't lost too many there, even when they haven't been a very good side. Uh, Collingwood St Kilda is the next game the uh, the afternoon fixture on Saturday. Yep. Um. It will be an interesting one. Collingwood, I'll go into it pretty heavy favourites. Um, bit it's, I'm a bit surprised how fan, well fancied Collingwood are, considering... They were, they were completely convincing on um, against Richmond, really. Like, they had one one good quarter. St Kilda are better odds uh, than Hawthorne. Yeah, three bucks. Um, I, I would have to... I, it really just depends on which St Kilda and which Collingwood yeah. show up, and I think you will be saying that a lot of the time. A lot of the time this year, it just depends on which team from each side rocks up. I, I um, don't. I think if St Kilda bring the the the, the heat which they brought to the Dogs on Sunday, I think they're definitely with in with a chance. We've I actually we, we've played pretty well at the G in recent times. I, th- I think Collingwood should be too strong, um, but you know, who knows? But I'll uh, I'll stick with the Pies there. Um, um, yeah. Geelong Carlton is the next game on the Saturday night down at GM, GMHBA. That could be a tough one for the Blues. I think. Um, I think. Uh, I think that's a rough one for uh, for uh, Blues fans. Yeah. Having to go down the um down the highway um could get if Collingwood play like they did that for four quarters, like they did in the second half, that could get ugly. Yep, I dare say the odds reflect that. Catters uh, at dollar. But then also, this is when the sort of game when. A, when a team plays Carlton and Carlton sort of surprise them a bit because the team goes in too lightly uh, and Carlton sort of get, they take their chances, unlike what they didn't do last week. Yeah. But if all, all things going to plan, Geelong should be pretty comfortable getting over the line there. Um, next Bri- game. Brisbane and West Coast. This is a, this is a good game, I think. At the Gabba. Um, I think, especially after... West Coast's performance up on the coast uh, in Brisbane um, 
on the weekend, I think you definitely, uh, I would have to say Brisbane are favourites um, up there. But um, it should be a cracker, I think. I've got no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Eagles. Um, they were obviously pretty horrendous uh, on Thursday night. Sorry, on Saturday night. And they will be very, very keen to make amends. Uh, I'm yep. not, not sure if I quite see it as much from the Lions this year. Uh, I think after a se- second week in the bubble, the Eagles, um, I, I don't think they can be, as I said, I've, I'm giving them a pass for last week. Um, and I think they will uh, be, be way too strong. Um, yeah, well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see it's what, be, if they bounce, bounce back. It's going to be fascinating, really. Both teams, mm. one and one. One and, two, one and two start is not what the uh, what other team had in mind, especially West Coast um, with this uh, in the Queensland hub. Like the week after, they played Port Adelaide, who are in fantastic side, and they get up a, 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 in, uh, in inverted commas, a, a home game at Metricon Stadium against the Tigers. So yeah. if, they, if they lose this one, all of a sudden they're kind of staring down the barrel a little bit, aren't they? Yeah, they are. It could be... Um, the, well, this is what's going to happen with this interesting year. Um weird things happen and teams won't make the eight that they everyone would think they would. Yeah. Uh I think I think yeah, as I said, I'm sticking with the Eagles here. But if they if they lose this one in comprehensive fashion once again, um then I'm gonna be then we're gonna be starting to ask questions. Uh Gold Coast versus Adelaide, um pretty uh, confident uh, on the Gold Coast here. Um, uh, as, 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 as I said earlier, I think Adelaide are the are the wooden spooners this year. Um and I think Gold Coast they'll be full of confidence. Up on the Gold Coast, uh, up, on, up on the Gold Coast as well. Um, obviously, like last year they got, they got whacked by ninety five points by the Crows, but I think a different Gold Coast side, a different Adelaide side, still full of confidence, um, and I think they'll, they'll play like it and uh, put put another win on, on the tally. Dees Essendon, Dees Essendon. Uh, I've got no idea. Oh. I've got <laughs> <laughs> and this is I mean, this is one you got to just throw your hands up and uh, just admit defeat. Yeah, hey, uh, I think. Yeah, there's no, there's no way you can pick this really. I don't think. Um, I, th- I think I would just, just lean towards Melbourne. Jeez, by, that, by the, by the uh, narrow, I was very, very disenchanted by how Melbourne played on Saturday, but I was also very happy with how they played in the first quarter. Back at the oh, G, back at the G for the first time this year. Um, I, I and I think Essendon can't keep winning these close, these close games. I think after the first quarter, I was trying to book grand final tickets even though it was only Carlton <laughs> but um, the way that if, if Melbourne can play somehow like so the same they played for the first quarter like they did the whole if, if they could play for the whole game like they did in that first quarter we would be a very good side I know it was only Carlton and I know mm-hmm. they're not the best side but just the inconsistency that Melbourne consistently brings to the table yeah um, is just way too Way too big. I I want to go. For, I'm gonna I go for Melbourne, so I'm gonna say we're gonna win. And then uh, finally, uh, the, in the six o'clock um, time slot on Sunday, Great we have, uh, have the Dockers uh, taking on the power, the informed power, top of the ladder power. Yeah, um, up on the Gold Coast, um, Frio's in quotation marks um, home game. I think uh, Port of Port of Flying. Um, but yeah, they should should Port should win this, shouldn't they? Port should win. Uh, wouldn't be well, I wouldn't be completely shocked if Freo. Freo three dollars. Freo three dollars thirty. Is that a bit rough? You reckon? No, nah, that's about right. I'd say it's about right. I think Port are Port are a pretty good side. It's similar to North Melbourne. I think a lot of people kind of had them in as a 
as a, maybe not even maybe not a rebounding team, more of a, a traditional um, sort of transition. Because yep. I know I know teams hate using the uh, the R word, uh, yep. a tra- transition team. But uh, once again, they've got a lot of experience. Uh, and I think their 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 whole dynamic list dynamic, once again, um, is is geared towards you know making a bit of a run. Obviously, yep. they've, they've made a lot of mature age pickups in the last couple of years with your, your Charlie Dixons, um, your Stephen Motlops, your Scott Lysettes, um Tom Rockliffe, um, Trent McKenzie, amongst others. Uh, and then their the group of youngsters has been fantastic. Like Connor Rosie looks like an absolute superstar at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Kane Corns has been uh, hammering uh, his uh, his case home. Um, on the subject, that, that draft is looking absolutely sensational at the moment. Which one? So last year, so obviously Walsh yeah. was pick one, who has come along very nicely, rising star last year. Um, yep. The Gold Coast two and three was obviously Lacocious and Rankin. Lacocious and obviously Key Fords takes it can take a little while. They've thrown yep. him around the ground a little bit. I'm happy with enough of what I've seen. Rankin's the wild card. Obviously hasn't played a game yet, but um, I think when, when once he gets himself gets his body right, gets in the park, uh, he could be anything. Max King, Ben King. Uh, four and six, group them together. They both look very, very promising. Uh, and then obviously Rosie at five. And then for good measure, you throw Bailey Smith in at seven, who's looking like an absolute really good player. Yep. And um, uh, added another 30 disposals to his to his uh, case uh, yesterday in a losing side. Um, hmm. So that top seven, uh, I think, apart, obviously, haven't ranked and hasn't got himself on the park yet, um, but the rest of them uh, making a, an immediate impact. They are indeed. I just want to. I was just looking through the fixture. Good, good to see the D's have lo- once again locked in that Sunday afternoon time slot. Um, for four of the five games coming, then I used to hate because I used to watch playing footy on a Sunday. Never could actually watch them. So good to see that's back. Um, but yeah, did you want to quickly talk about the NBA strategy? Well, I just, I'll just have opened up this draft. It goes further than that too. This could, be a, this could be a super drive. We've got Taron Thomas at eight. Yep. Um, who has played some good footy already. Nick Blakey at 10. Mm-hmm. The Lizard looks absolutely superb. Um, Jai Caldwell at 11. Obviously gotten himself into the into the GUS side, which is no easy, no easy feat. Jackson Haley's played a couple of good games. Jordan Clark, Ned Henry have gotten into their side. Jordan Clark got dropped on the weekend. He was good last year. Sam Sturt, Xavier Dersma um, at 17 and 18. It's uh, a pretty good time. James Robold on 25. Um, and then I think there was one more as well. Oh, Latham Vandermeer played on the weekend. Uh, Jack Ross picked 43 for a bit of value. Curtis Taylor. Um, Nick Hind picked 54. Mighty Hall picked 56. A couple of mature ages have made a big impact. Brett Bewley, another one made a big impact. Um, so there's enough there. That could be one we're talking about in a couple of years as a, uh, as a super draft, I reckon. Yeah, well... If a couple in a couple of years when we're famous from the All Sports Podcast, we'll do a redraft. Yep, let's hope so. Um, and then, arguably, well, I won't say. It. I was going to say I was going to have a little Callum Wilkie uh, appreciation, but <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll save that for another day. Um, yeah, it's just quick quickly on the NBA. Uh, obviously, been a few murmurings about possibly players not looking. Not being as keen as others to go into the uh, into the bubble concept in Orlando, even though it was agreed upon. I know um, Kyrie Irving uh, has been leading that charge, um, basically saying, you know, it's going to be 
it's not basketball isn't what um, the the country should be worrying about right now. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of players also coming out and saying, you know, this it could it could be a great way uh, if uniting people once again. Because as we as I've, as a lot of people have said, with the whole civil unrest over there at the moment, like it's been a perfect storm. So everyone's yeah. been holed up in their house for for three months. No sport, no so no no release. A lot of stress. Um, a lot of people, you know, losing small businesses. Um, all the health staff been under immense pressure. It's kind of been a perfect storm, and then people have just invested themselves right into this whole cause. Um, so I think I think I think it is important that you know basketball comes back. Um, I saw saw the golf um, this week. Uh, Daniel Berger um, with a good win. Did you see the uh, the putt that, that lipped out? I did. I did say oh, that. that actually. How, how that was just tragic, wasn't it? Yeah, you gotta feel bad for him. Yeah, it's a it can be a heartbreaking game, as we know. Uh, as oh, a, as we know. As a as a hack hacks ourselves, um, you can uh, you can get unlucky sometimes <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the great game. Uh, it's good to see that it can happen to pros too. Um, so to get to uh, any sport at the moment is going to be a good thing, I'd say. Obviously, yeah. it's 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 a bit different. Um, for, for me, for me to say that, obviously, I'm not not completely aware of what what goes on over there. Um, but the and the reality is, that the players, majority of the players want want their paycheck as well. Yeah. Um. So they they need they will be getting over there. There's no no worries there. Whether it's whether someone like Tyree, obviously he's had his injury dramas. So do do Brooklyn send him? Uh, I know obviously Lillard's been pretty uh, vocal about his his pleasure with. Um, this format and not overly wanted to go, but I think overall, I think because I think it works pretty well. Have we spoken about it? The thirteen and nine between two teams. I don't think we have. Yeah, we'll talk about. It. Like, I, I think I think it works pretty well. It gives, I think gives each team a chance, uh, still, still while still rewarding the teams who are, who are playing well. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty even. They haven't they've given everyone a shot, but then also have favoured the teams that. Uh, also have won all the games, um, but they're still giving teams a chance. Mm. I think it's good. I, I think it works pretty well. Obviously, I think a few players would have liked to get the full eighty-two game allotment, but reality is that's not going to be your reality. Um, and it's looking like it's, we're going to be starting on Christmas Day um, for next for next year's season. So that'll be uh, pretty fascinating if everything goes to plan there. And uh, by then, you'd think um, we'll see some fans. I know in Australia we're definitely going to be uh, seeing some fans. I, th- I think by the end of the footy season, uh, I think maybe not. Maybe not. We won't have a packed MCG uh, for the grand final, but I think there will be there will be people there in some capacity. Yep, same. And uh, hopefully by uh, the time we get to the, the Boxing Day test, um, we'll be able to pack pack the joint out. Hopefully. Um, so that, that's about it. Obviously, it's a interesting weekend of footy. Good to have it back. I think it's the the, 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 the important thing. Um, and uh, this 17-game seasons, every game is at an absolute premium. Um, can't yep. afford to drop any. Yes, um, indeed. All right. Thanks for that, Ben. No worries, well, mate. Uh, we just post, we, so we're going to post two tonight. So we've already posted the uh, redraftables from 2006. Yeah, I, th- I think this will come out tomorrow morning. So come out this month. We'll come out tomorrow morning. Tuesday so obviously, morning. Obviously, we've missed it. We've missed a couple of, uh, couple, couple well, a week and a half or so. So we'll... Uh, Make sure we get plenty out to you uh, in the uh, next couple of days. So make sure you check everything uh, we've put up out and we'll uh, keep posting. So uh, thanks, guys. See you later.
Cheers.